This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. It's time once again for an outstanding episode of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are right here at 30 Rackway, the beautiful Buckatorium. Fantastic, mm. lovely time of, time this year. Time of lovely weather this time of year in Windsor, Illinois. God, I couldn't get that one out. Uh, this is the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. I'm Steve, and the studio today is uh, Doug. Yo. Kurt. What's up? And Eric. How's it going? See, I Mixing didn't, up your, your order. Yeah, I didn't, I, didn't go, I didn't put you last this time. So. I like that. I appreciate <laughs> that. I was go. right in the middle. I felt like part of the family. Yeah. Or second to last. Yeah, well, we. Uh, I saved the uh, the shittiest yeah. for last. Eric, you cut your mullet, you idiot. Yeah, I know. I did. Uh, <laughs> what I got all fucked up and cut it off. Oh, that's acceptable. Oh, oh. that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. It is now. <laughs> that's what happened. Did happened. you regret it in the morning? <laughs> Not really. I feel like a new man, actually. <laughs> I bet. You feel wind on your neck again. Oh, yeah. It's hey, awesome. What's that breeze? God, how'd your, how'd your wife take it? She loved it. Oh, I'm sure she did. Really? Was she bummed out about the mullet? She wasn't bummed out about it. Just she just, <laughs> just embarrassed to be around. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> the problem is you wore mullet and Crocs at the same time. Yeah, I know. Great combination. <laughs> hey, you're a true red-blooded American. <laughs> Hence right. the cover art for your turkey episode. That's right. That's right. And by the way, I have that in queue to print out and hang in the studio. Because that's one of the best cover arts I've ever made. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> it is great. So terribly incredible. <laughs> Jesus. Speaking of uh, red-blooded Americans, good red-blooded Americans, I got a vet shout-out. Let's hear it. Uh, vet shout-out this week is, uh, is a guy. Now, I'm sure a lot of you guys are quarantined, so you're looking for uh, content. Uh, this cat's name is Donnie O'Malley. All right, he's a... Uh, He's a vet, and he's part of that vet TV, so these guys are just a bunch of veterans that get together and make comedy. It's hilarious shit to watch, and uh, you should definitely go support them. So, you know, Donnie, thank you for your service to this country, and uh, thanks for providing laughs. So any guys that uh, you know are vets that uh, half the shit I don't get because I'm like, I, I didn't serve. I think that's only a joke that but, serve, yeah. but hey, I want to I want to support these guys. They make me uh, make me laugh, and uh, they're they're vets too, so it's, uh, it's even better. So go check out this Donnie O'Malley on uh, – on Instagram and then uh, Vet TV's on there as well. Cool. 
Thank you for your service. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for your service. I'll have to check that out. Have you been watching that in a while? Yeah, I I stumbled across it uh, shit about like a year or two ago, and uh, I think they're on. Uh, you might be able to get some of the stuff on Roku, Vice, uh, Instagram. You'll you'll be able to find links. So it's they they have enough content on like uh, Instagram TV that you can oh, kind of gotcha. watch when they when they do things like that. So yeah, just the little clips that. Between that and fucking TikTok videos, dude. Oh, I, dude, don't, don't do it. Too much it's sucked in the black hole. I haven't downloaded it. Dude, it's, it's, it's a dangerous. dark hole. It's a dark hole. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's like watching a train wreck. You you have to watch. It's like you don't want to admit that you're on it, but like you remember clicking yeah. through YouTube videos for like three hours. Oh yeah, TikTok is faster. And it's just more <laughs> it's rapid ridiculous. fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, mind <laughs> rapid fire dumb shit right into your brain. <laughs> Mine is a mix of modern warfare, pro wrestling, and hunting shit. So you like you'll see guys like. <laughs> You guys out there, like, you know, showing duck hunts, and then all of a sudden, here comes, like, you know, Randy Orton, like... Dude, half my shit gets deleted. If I try to post something, like, I can't ever post anything. Really? Yeah, I, I probably tried to post, like, 12 things on there after, like, lately, and it, like, always gets deleted, so I try something else hunting-related, and they don't... They delete it. Is it always hunting-related? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, well what else would it be? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I posted a me, uh, video of me shooting a fish that hasn't gotten taken down yet. Oh, just wait. I haven't yeah. seen that one. The antis—they listen to this. Must yeah, they, they're here. They're 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 collecting. Uh, they're collecting. On they're with, collecting. On with our show. The podcast yeah. is presented by HHA Sports. That's right. Um, we them a while now, and mm-hmm. all good stuff. I'm excited taking the Tetra to Bear Camp this Ooh. month. So I'm hoping I can taking out this weekend. Oh yeah, I am taking it out this weekend. Two different HHAs. Uh, I can't remember. I'm bringing Sam's bow. Her elite. Uh, she has an elite spirit set at 40 pounds. I'm going to try and decap a bird there. Um, and then if I get frustrated and want to body shoot him, I got the Ritual <laughs> 35 with some slick tricks on it. So Just Kurt, sitting there waiting. <laughs> Kurt's ready to body this turkey. <laughs> yeah, something's got to happen, man. Um, so we'll see. Illinois sucks for turkeys just because, for me anyway, limited time mm. and you can only hunt till one. But we'll be out there. Um, podcast. We don't really need scent crusher for turkeys, but it's a good idea if you got deer coming to your area and they don't want to blow the turkeys out of the air to, to not smell like an asshole. Um, so check out scent crusher. <laughs> Literally. Uh, Thermoseat will be... You like that? Is this that asshole plug? upwind. I'm not going up there. Scent crusher's going to listen to that. I'd be like, that's what we, that's what we pay for? Yeah. This is what, what happens? Uh, also, Thermoseat, because we're going to be sitting on them trying to kill turkeys this weekend. Victory archery. Because you got to whip one upside the head with an arrow. Mm-hmm. That's the game plan. Uh, Gator Outdoor I think Mr. Wade is going to be in at Turkey Palooza this weekend, so that's exciting. Uh, Gator Outdoors is a lifestyle brand, and I love what they're doing. They You can buy your custom gear set up there, um, but the code WCB doesn't work like it does at no. onewithcustomgear.com. Oh, but it'll probably change. It'll probably work now. See what I did? I'm sorry, Wade. I, just do, I do this on the <laughs> yeah. fly. Um, but, yeah, Gator Outdoors, you can get all your goodies through there. Um they're actually for the poacher shirt. We teamed up and they printed those for us, and we split yep. the cost so we could donate more money. Um, we did the the pre order for three weeks or something like that, and sold the chunk. So we got six hundred bucks. We're donating to conservation of some sort, probably something to promote ethics of hunting and help hunters or something. I don't know. We haven't decided. I'm spitballing. Um, one with custom gear, elite archery, big time, WCB 2020, save 20% on food plot seed right now. Um, Hunter's Blend Coffee, Old Barn Taxidermy, Can Cooker. I'm slurring, I need another drink. 
Yeah, you might as well. Well, you might uh, don't get double vision because you won't be able to look at your leopolds oh, damn. as well, bro. If you got double vision, you damn. might be seeing you might be seeing damn. too many birds, bro. You're doing good lately, man. I'm proud of you. Yeah, you know why? It's because I quit fucking drinking. Wow, well, that's not very much fun. <laughs> I know. It's yeah, yeah it's all right. Why he's moving out? <laughs> yeah, Doug's like you're out of out. here, bro. You can't drink. So you shot some fish, huh? I did. Actually, it was a uh, it was a whole lot of fun. We it was on like a whim. Brandon called me, uh, our good buddy Brandon Bequeath, and he's like, um, "Hey, what are you doing?" I'm like, "Nothing." Just kind of hanging out playing video games, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to pick up my boat out of storage." I'm like, "Let's go put that shit in the water." He's like, uh, "I don't even know if the batteries are going to work. I'll check them. I'll call you back." He calls me back like two hours later. Batteries are at 100. percent You want to go? I'm like, "Fucking rights." So, <laughs> getting get right out Let's there and go. I head out and dude, it was uh, it was we got there in a in a good time because I and I don't know that much about how these uh how these waterways go, but. Essentially, like when the algae's starting to creep in, it's only on like half the, um, half the half the lake right now where we're at. And in another week, yeah, you probably wouldn't be able to see down in there in the areas you wanted to get. So yeah. it was cool we got there. You know, it's probably not going to be the same if we were to go back this weekend. Or how many next. fish you shoot? Uh, I shot about five, four or five, I think. How many you miss? Uh, three of them. Because it's, you know, it's hard. It's hard. It's yeah. Tough. And well, you know, what? I take that back. I, I think I missed... we should all do that. That's a, that's a fun thing. Oh, man. it is. I, I haven't done blast. that in like two years. It's so much. I've fun. Just never done it. I th- oh, never, so ever, fun. man. Never have. Never. I've never, never done ever. it from a boat. I did it. Me and Tank made it like a shit bow fishing John boat and spray painted the <laughs> plywood platform that we made with bed liner. We shot a lot of fish like Barstow, Illinois, like floodwaters and shit. Yeah. This uh, dude, it, it was kind of cool. We were going down, we were, and the water was up high enough. We were able to get back into some spots, and it just—it's—it's it's such a fun feeling when you get in there because you're like, "Oh, dude, this feels fishy." And no, I do know what you mean. Yeah. No, not something's fishy. This feels fishy, but yeah, we got in there, and uh, there was parts where yeah, we were just hammering them. And again, it's—it's it's a little bit different trying to shoot these fish out of because uh, you got to aim lower, and if they're facing you right on, it's like a—it's a hard yeah. shot. I ended up shooting. Um, the first, I, I think I might've missed more than three. I think it might've been up like six, but I know there was a couple that dude, it was a, it was a long, 12. I don't know. It was a long Could night. Been 30. Yeah, it was, it was a long night, but you know, there's times where you were looking, there's a good sized fish and you would look at it, it's right by a tree. You're like, mm, nah, not gonna, not gonna risk that. But the scariest part of that whole night was, dude, we started getting back into some spot and whoever was you know, living near where this area is, uh, it sounded like a private residence, dude. They were blasting off a twenty-two, a lot. Like, like you know, when you ever hear a guy like shooting a twenty-two, like occasionally, like you know, run through like a whole mag or something. Yeah, it was constant for like two hours. And the closer we got, it's like I know we're like lit up because the, the way that Brandon's boat. This is late at night. He's got like a lot of lights on there. You light up everything. It's like. They may know we're here or they may not, but they may be shooting in our direction thinking nobody's going to be out there. Yes. So so we kind of turned around, and then we went back and got closer because the fishing was pretty good up that area. So we're like, well, we didn't get shot last time we were there, so we could probably just not go as far. But, yeah, you can start hearing the shots ringing. We didn't hear anything coming near us, but we played it safe. And Where the hell were you? 
Oh, it's a little super secret spot. Oh, all right, sorry. Uh, I don't want to don't want to blow up your carp spot. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that. Thanks for that long carp story. Yeah, dude, yeah, I was damn. like trying to act interested for as long yeah. as I could. Dude, no, you no, start no, talking yeah. about the water, I'm like, oh boy, we're going deep. Well, yeah. let's transition. So, Aaron <laughs> from the Fall Podcast is on this show. Um, I was just on their show and I had a really good time. I really enjoy their podcast. I like their style. I like how it's comfortable to listen to. Uh, when I did their episode, we we focused mostly on whitetail. I mean, all, all whitetail related stuff, which was a lot of fun. Um, so he might be disappointed when he jumps on this podcast. He's like, oh, these guys are morons. That's going to surprise him. Yeah, we're used to it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what's up, man? He's like, man, I'm disappointed in that one. <laughs> but uh, no, I had a lot of fun on his show. And with everything going on and in limbo between Turkey Palooza, I'm like, holy shit, we have an opening like this week. You want to jump on? He's like, oh, all right. It was just last minute planning. So jump on here, chat with him a little bit, kind of give him the working class style interview, which is probably terrible compared to the interview that he gave me so <laughs> it's not an interview it's a conversation but it'll be fun either way so all right i'll meet you when you get him on all right on the phone with us we got aaron blicey now we know him as aaron blicey but you guys might know him as something else but uh if nobody knows who you are aaron who are you <laughs> not a lot of people do know me man <laughs> is that a good thing uh, well, I, I mean, I do like to fly under the radar, I hope, but I, I, I do put myself out there a little bit, kind of like a, a woman at a bar, I guess. I don't know. I just... <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> no, well, don't worry. I got nice. my eye on you, sweetie. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, yeah, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah. Tell, tell everybody what you do. I know if they already listened, which they should if they haven't, I just was on your podcast and I had a great time and you just jumped on short notice pretty much is what happened. But But tell everybody what you do. Well, I live someone's dream. I don't know whose it is, but uh, I it, I do live someone's dream. Um, all my buddies are pissed at me, but what I do for a living is is I produce hunting television shows. So since 2012, um, I've been employed with the Kiefer Brothers, uh, and we I, I film in the fall and throughout the year, and then once those shows go to air on Sportsman Outdoor Channel, I'm person basically the one who's editing and producing them so putting the storylines together and and uh doing all the stuff for from music and color and, and all that stuff so i i sit behind a computer for half the year and then the other half i'm filming i film casey um him and i have been attached to the hip i see him more in my life uh <laughs> since 2012 so yeah i mean that's basically in a nutshell what i do and living it up man because uh, i don't think i'll probably be able to do it forever <laughs> That's oh, awesome, man. That yeah. is uh, probably, I'd say, a lot of our listeners' dream job, man, for the most for sure. part. Um, <laughs> yep. Does it feel like work? You know, the only time it feels like work is when I come home and I want to go hunting, like at my farms here in Michigan or something, and I feel like I have to have a camera or a cameraman with me. Mm-hmm. When it, that when that is, to me, it's just kind of like I just want to go out and sit in a tree and just relax and just be me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, but I've been filming my hunts since I was 16. I'm 33 now. Um, I, one day when I was 16, I, my football coach in high school, he was our, our video productions teacher. And, and uh, I got into video productions in high school. I'm like, you know what? You see all these Realtree and Primos guys doing this stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to go do this. So my buddy and I went out and I filmed my first kill. Um, him killing a doe, and I put it to a three doors down song when I edited it. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 brother. Yeah. <laughs> right on. There was no cuts. It was just all dead roll. Just didn't know what B roll was, nothing like that. And then, <laughs> and then my teacher's like, why don't you put it on the announcements for, uh, for all the whole school to see? 
And nowadays, if you do that, it'd probably be you'd probably get locked up. <laughs> oh, for sure. I was like, no shit. So he let me edit it together and and put it on the announcements, and like all my classmates and everything loved it. And I'm like, well, shit. Maybe. And honestly, ever since then, I wanted to do something like this, you know, for a job and in a, a long form does it feel like work it only feels like work when i try to go hunting <laughs> and i feel like i gotta have a camera so um but ever since then i've been i've, I've filmed every hunt basically since i was 16 so, Dang, so that's there, awesome. is there a time where you don't take a camera with you there was there is <laughs> La- uh not last year two hunting seasons ago i shot uh my first four-year-old in michigan and i didn't have a camera with me and um <laughs> Uh, did you feel you weird? Know, it, it did feel weird, and I, I got pissed. I kind of hit him, hit him high, and I didn't uh, didn't have that footage to go back and look at. But it was like I, I felt like I should have had that content for our show. Yeah, they don't they don't force it on us, but I felt like damn, like that's a good storyline. I knew that deer for two years, three years, sorry, yeah. three years. Watched him grow up on a farm that I only have it's only got four acres of timber on it. And I shot him in four acres. Um, and it was like, that's awesome. That makes me very happy. Cause that's what I have at my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got this little piece of heaven. I like to call it. And it's actually got one acre on one side of the road. It's an 80 acre farm field with one acre. And I get religiously, I can get three or four year old bucks to live in it. No it's kidding. pretty crazy. Yeah. The last three years I've been doing quite a bit of work to, to get it that way and now and now it's just the tough thing is trying to hunt it so tell me <laughs> it's only one acre i, I want to get back to like your job and stuff but i don't want to forget like what are you doing to that small 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 patch I'm just gonna ask that. that makes it better you know what i mean i i mean i have yep. ideas but like what are you doing to that small of a spot so to kind of go back to the podcast that, Kurt, that you were on with me and you yep. had talked about you know, you like to hunt those out-of-the-box places. Like, it might be an oak tree out in the middle of a section. Literally think of that in the middle of a farm field section. Um, it is a one-acre piece. of. It's a triangle. And honestly, it's about an eighth. Well, that's about eight-tenths of an acre, I guess, if that sound makes. It's just shy of an acre. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's got, it's got, uh, it's flatter than a pancake. You can watch your dog run away for two days, stand on a beer can and watch him <laughs> run for three um, <laughs> where I live. So, um, it, it's flatter and shit here, but basically, it's that part. Like, the neighbors, I, I've got it pretty good because this, this mile section, there's only about three bow hunters, maybe two, and that's including me. Um, in the whole mile section, but when gun season comes, I mean, it's everybody and their brothers in every fence row. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, but that, that's kind of, it's that out of the box area where these bucks take these does and you have to, you just have to be there to, 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 to get them when they're, they're when they're coming through basically. So what I did two years ago, well, two or three years ago, I think it was two winters ago, I went in there and just started hinge cutting the shit out of stuff just putting trees on the ground. There was a lot of dead ash in it. Um, so they really weren't doing much of anything. I must've cut, uh, I don't know, 70 trees, maybe. No and just started. Yeah. Creating. That would scare me a little bit, man. In a one acre patch. That's a lot of fucking trees. <laughs> yeah. It, it might not have been that much, but I'd say 50 to 70, somewhere in there. And honestly, um, I don't know if you know, guys know who Jake Elinger is. Uh, he's like a habitat guy and he lives in Southern Michigan. He kind of come up and helped me. And he kind of had a plan, but I'm like, just, we're dropping trees. And honestly, what had happened is all the research I was doing, it was like, 
these guys that are making buck beds are like, you need to have a canopy over them and you need to have this, this, and this. And what had happened is what we did is we dropped all these trees and we left like, um, I would say it's probably 10 yards by 10 yards opening in the, in the center of it. And around it, there's just, it's just thicker and shit. And what I did is I went in there and made trail systems through the whole thing. I mean, I took a chainsaw for, yeah, I took a chainsaw for like two days and just started cutting trail systems through there. And my whole objective was I, I wanted a deer to come in there and have to have him spend time in there. I wanted him to spend three to five minutes in there instead of just being able to walk through in 30 seconds. Right. So the trail systems I made, I would only let him go about eight to 10 yards and then they had to cut one way. So he had to like kind of maze his way through to kind of check it all out. And then I just hunt him on the kind of on the perimeters, um, on the points basically. And I haven't been able to hunt it a lot just because I'm from October 20th until, you know, basically the first of the year I'm gone filming. So I haven't been able to hunt a rut here in michigan since 2012 so (laughs) hey that's a sacrifice right for your dream job (laughs) it is it really is yeah and uh the first year it worked out pretty good um i put a camera i what i did is i went in there i spread uh frosty to clover in the middle of that just to see what happened i put a camera in there let it sit all year i never went in there and uh to my surprise i went in there and i learned more just on that camera pull than i've probably ever learned about deer behavior and 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 what deer are doing in that small confined area um than i ever have i had a buck come in figured he was probably a three-year-old probably right at 130 he came in at eight o'clock in the morning he bedded down right in that middle section he bedded there never moved for eight hours and he got up and he stretched out you can see it's all on video i got it on uh video for uh, eight hours yeah he stayed there for eight hours and he got up, stretched out, and he turned around and like a dog, he just kind of like moved his feet a little bit and laid and back bedded, down. Laid back down. And what had happened? I went to Weather Underground, and I was like, "What the hell happened on that day that made him do that?" Well, at whatever time it was, I can't remember. It was like you know four or five o'clock or something like that. It was a big wind shift, and yeah, the wind shifted. Yeah. He got up and moved around, bedded right back down. He bedded there for like three more hours. And then got up right before last light and moved on. Fuck, that is crazy. interesting, man. In case, you ever wonder, in case you ever wonder where big bucks hang out, right <laughs> fucking there. Well, that's the thing, man. That is why like, I have that motivation sometimes to try those weird spots. And well, that's, I have a spot that sounds just like this where I likewise. shot that deer. That, uh, your old buck, your eight-year-old buck, right? No, where I shot that deer a couple years ago where I couldn't find him. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's yeah, a little yeah. one-acre spot, and you can look all the way around you and not see a patch of trees for fucking miles. The, and the whole time yep. while you're explaining that, Aaron, I... I'm thinking of a, a spot I have. My dad killed a buck there a few years ago, real big. It's just a fence row, but at the end is like an acre chunk. And yep. that's what I was imagining the whole time. Because mm-hmm. I remember scouting that one spot, and it's like there's a lot of deer activity. Like there's deer sign in there. Maybe it's at night. Maybe, who knows what it is? I didn't know at the time. But it's just like a you never see them when you sit there. But my dad ended up killing yep. that buck there. So, like, like you all said, those you got just of those giant deer I get are from that one acre spot. Oh yeah, mine's in my house too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I told you that. when I saw your spot, you're like, "There's not much." I'm like, "Yeah, but there's enough. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's enough here." <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. just imagine that, that's so interesting. And I never would have thought to do that to kind of direct them. So you directed them with your hinge cuts, and then you cut your pass through those hinge cuts. Hundred percent. So. Jake's biggest thing, I mean, I'll be totally honest with you, I didn't know 
I, I knew how to hinge cut trees, but I didn't know there was like all these different types of hinge cutting and how to do like, you know, layering and stuff like that. And he helped me out. Like he knows his shit when he comes to this and he's like, this is what we're going to do. And he, we kind of laid it out. And, um, yeah, we basically dropped all these trees. I mean, you start with the big ones and drop the little ones on it. And I've now in three years, I have new growth coming off some of these hinges that I can hinge those new growth. Oh, like no that's kidding. how, yeah, that's how thick it's getting. Well, basically we just dropped all these trees and then you figure out where you want your paths to go. I mean, it, it's hard though. I'm not going to lie to you. Like it's a spot where you go and you might, you might hunt it three times a year and not see a damn deer. But the fourth time you're going to see the buck that you're mm-hmm. after. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just hope that, but the thing is, that's the shitty part is I don't, I want to, I would, I want to leave it set until my favorite time to hunt is that last week of October leading right into about the second of November. Yeah. Um, and Michigan anyway, cause you know, here, if you can get a three-year-old killed with a bow, you know, that you're, I mean, consistently, that's what you're striving to do in my area anyway. Um, I've only been able to kill a few of them here. Um, but it's, and like I said, I shot my first four-year-old a couple years ago and hit him high. And then he got in, he get hit by a car and I had seven encounters with him, couple with a gun that I couldn't get on him. And then, uh, he ended up getting hit with a car by a car, November 18th. God damn. I was at, <laughs> I was at work. My brother-in-law, he, he's a farmer, he's a dairy farmer and he, he farms the land. He, it's his land that I hunt. And he calls me, and I, I named the deer Jim Abbott. I'm a big baseball fan. I don't know if you guys know Jim Abbott is. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah. this deer, he only grew a one side for three years of his life. So he had, like, a strong arm, you know, and then a weak arm. <laughs> so I named him Jim Abbott. And um, and he goes, he calls me. He's like, Jim's, you know, dead in the ditch right here. Got hit by a car. <laughs> that sounds wrong. Like, <laughs> You're like, Uncle Jim? Dude, Jim <laughs> Abbott died. What the? F- <laughs> yeah. I felt bad, you know, like we did a podcast about it and I'm like, I hope the real Jim Abbott doesn't listen to this because he might think I hate him. But I'm like, I really, it's more of like a, like a remembrance to it's him. It's an you know? honor. Like he was so good. Yeah, it's an honor. But, um. So I'm Jim's like, okay. dead in the ditch. That sucks. Yeah. I called the DNR to get a salvage tag. I'm like, I'm going to do this the right way and I'm going to, thing is i was gonna drive home and get him but it was an hour there an hour back and i'm like i don't need to leave work in the morning to go do this went home i hadn't been home in a month had dinner with my wife and daughter went at back after dark and somebody had already cut his antlers off some guy some guy driving home had the saws out in his car ready exactly (laughs) i was so pissed so happens when you try to do things right nowadays man And it was, yeah, and it was just, I guess it wasn't meant to be. Oh, so, man, what a buff. So I, I, I do think we, we could talk about deer hunting, but I kind of want to get your back history, and I want to get more into uh, into what you do now. Um, Great transition, Steve. So I, you, you sound like a smart dude. Uh, did you uh, <laughs> did you go to college after uh, after high school, or did you just kind of mess around and then hop right in this? I mean, do you got a background in, in then producing things? If you don't mind just rattling off your social security number. Yeah, right just call right. Got our head <laughs> right your card mother's too, maiden name, too. And just the last four digits. Is all <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah, that's yeah. all we need. That's all we really need. <laughs> um, you know, I my other dream was to play college baseball and, like, see how far that could go. So um, I ended up getting fortunate enough to get recruited and play college baseball. And um, But my goal was to, like, the fallback was going to be, like, producing. I wanted to be television, digital, digital media productions is what I wanted to do. So I went and played baseball a couple years and got my degree. Um, I ended up quitting my junior year just 
you know, it was one of those things. You're five eleven, um, white, can't really throw very good. You can't hit you can't hit with a wood bat, so you're just not gonna make it to the majors. So yeah, you're, you're a bullpen uh, catcher in the single <laughs> yeah, A hundred percent. I'm wearing number ninety nine and shin protectors. That's what I'm wearing. Do uh, you get them knee savers out, man? I've exactly next to the bat boy. <laughs> yep. So I uh I put the, hung the cleats up and, you know, just kind of focused on television stuff. And, and honestly, baseball was taking up too much turkey hunting too. So, um, <laughs> it's fair. And that's, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I got my degree in television and digital media productions. And, uh, um, from there I had three opportunities. It was to either go with Chris and Casey, um, and with an internship, I had to have a six month internship and, or I was going to do, um, the Buckmaner guys, or I was going to go down with uh, Michael Waddell and those guys. Like those were my three, like picks that I wanted to do. Uh, um, were those, those were offers, like out on the table? No, they were more like that's what I want to do, and right. like like our one of our, our our senior class, one of our classes was we had to seek these people out and actually like get a job interview kind of thing um, to kind of progress through that whole thing, and. uh I sent out my cover letter and all that stuff, my demo reel to all three places. And the first person to get back to me was Jason Brown, um, which is Chris and Casey's uh, business partner. And he's the guy that started Rusted Rooster Media, which is the production company. And um, so he reached out to me. He's like, why don't you come in for an interview? And luckily, I mean, they're only 45 minutes from where I grew up. So I'm like, oh, maybe no this is, yeah, yeah. And like, maybe this is the play I should do. Just, you know, I, I'm a homebody. You know, I like I don't don't really see myself moving anywhere else other than Michigan. And I'm like, OK, I'll, let's do this. You know, so I went and, and met with him and he's like, yeah, let's do it. And so internship started um, 2000 or May. I think it was May 7, 2012. It was supposed to be six months. They hired me after two months. Oh, um, nice. Nice. Good work. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> nice. And, uh, and I haven't looked back since I've been with them. I think eight or nine. I, I can't even count that high. So eight or nine years or something like that. Dude, very cool. Um, That's yeah, awesome. The rest of the history. There's yeah. probably a lot of people out there that are wondering how to get into a job like that. That are you know what I mean? It's on. If you're that into hunting and that into like watching hunting shows, it's you've thought about it for sure. Yep. I think nowadays it is uh, a lot easier to do like get into the industry doing what I'm doing. You know, I have. Um, Lee Vandenbrink and Adam Rock and Keegan Zemer, three of the guys that are my age that, that uh, are my coworkers and do the same thing I do. None of them went to college for to, to do uh, television stuff. They just kind of learned on their own. And uh, I mean, they're very talented guys. And um, that's so good to know I, too. Yeah, yep. It's it's. I think it's a lot easier, and it's a big transition the industry is right now. Honestly, like back when I was getting into it, it was like like really cool like you you know you were doing something if you were in the industry now i don't think it's like as cool if that makes sense i get what you're saying i was gonna ask you that next is like do you ever fear for the future of your career that being said like that everyone can kind of be in the industry and not i'm not trying to like spook you out or nothing but it's something i've thought about too getting deeper and deeper into the game you know what i mean yeah yeah it's i don't know if i fear that because we do a lot of other things that instead of just television stuff, like um, that we have a marketing side of things that we do for, you know, companies like, you know, rage broadheads when the hypodermic came out, 
back, I don't know, whenever um, Rage was one of our clients, we we named and basically did all the, the marketing behind Rage Hypodermic. And No kidding. Yeah, so I got to see, like, that broadhead and the evolution of it, like, before anybody else did. So that was kind of cool. Same with Muzzy, um, Nocturnal Lighted Knox, True Fire. I mean, a whole bunch of different brands, stuff like that. So we, we do that side of things, too. And it's – so it's not so – hinging on the tv side of things gotcha um, there's a there's a business foundation behind there is everything else yeah know? yeah but, I, I, but to answer your question a little further though like uh, i think that um do i want to do this forever i i mean i would love to i love my job it's not, like i said it's not even a job really but uh i think there's going to come a time where i'm like Okay, yeah, like to to carry a camera every rut and not have a bow is going to start wearing thin. And not, you know, that last yeah. year I had the best year of my life hunting. Um, but like just going back to deer camp and hanging with the boys and doing that stuff, like I haven't been able to do that with my buddies in, you know, eight, nine years because, and right, that's just right. like a rich tradition around here. So, yeah, that's probably do, something a lot of that. people take for granted when they are dreaming about a career like what you have. Yeah for sure and that's the thing it's like everybody wants to get into the outdoor industry because of they love hunting but you don't do a lot of hunting <laughs> right yeah so. for sure and i i wanted to be the i i kind of was the dude that dreamed about being me and like the film guy and stuff back in the day just because i was so into hunting videos and shit when i was young um yep. that it's i mean that's something that everyone's thought about if you're that into hunting you want to record your own hunts and then you watch hunting shows and you think about what it must be like to be on it or to work behind the camera yeah right so it's interesting so yeah so how tell us about the fall podcast where did this all come into play and question how did your job feel about you starting your own venture or is there something we don't know um, <laughs> the know the this is my two week notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cats out of the bag. I'm gonna be fired now. I'm like, oh, um, sorry, man. You can you can join working class for a side hustle. He's like, by the there way, I've go. got all the dirt on the key for brothers. <laughs> Stay tuned for part two. Yeah, there you go. Um, honestly, kind of go back to the one acre. Uh, that one acre farm. I call it the one acre farm. It's in, like I said, it's eighty acres with a one acre patch of timber. That was uh, 2016. Uh, my brother-in-law bought that farm and you know he doesn't hunt he's a dairy farmer and and my wife and i hunt and he's like yeah go do whatever you want treat it as yours basically and so i started scouring online forums youtube anything just to find a human out there that has a situation that i do and it is like kind of giving their secrets i guess you could say or tips yeah because i'm like this is a one acre piece of timber and what can I do with it, basically? And it just, I don't know, I guess you could say like a light bulb thing went off. And I was like, I was getting into podcasts. I listened to your guys religiously. Um, and I was like. Thank you again. Yeah. <laughs> no All right, maybe this guy isn't that smart. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I, I mean, I don't have a voice for radio at all. But I was like, this would be kind of cool, like hobby, like. You know, I I was just having my wife was pregnant with our daughter, and I basically said, you know, I gave up everything else, like beer league softball, all the hobbies, like I gave it up, and I wasn't going to give up hunting. So I'm like, this is something I could do at home and just like bullshit with a whole bunch of guys that are like minded, and maybe teach or you know somebody that could be listening could like learn something. You know, a guy in PA could 
learn something from you, Kurt, or something that he heard on the podcast that he has got the same situation or something like that. And that's yeah. kind of mm-hmm. how I was born, really. And then um, I was kind of – I was on a turkey hunt, and Chris and I, in case we were all turkey hunting one day, and I told Chris, I'm like, I want to – like, I'm going to start this podcast. He's like, yeah, dude, this sounds great. Like, whatever you want. He's like, if you want some sponsor thing, just let me know. I'll help you out. And um, I'm like, well – pump the brakes a little bit like you know i appreciate that because that's the thing with chris and casey they'll give the shirts off their back for you i mean yeah if it, they're really genuine dudes um and i've actually texted with one of them before and oh really and we just it never went anywhere like as far as getting like an episode going or something it was it, okay. was, it was super friendly and everything i was i remember like sitting in the tree saying we we're texting like oh yeah dude we'll do it for sure i was like cool hit you up later and then it never happened so <laughs> okay. i don't know whose well, fault it is <laughs> if you if you want him on i mean just let me know i know a guy so i could i, I, I should text it. him and be like hey i probably never texted back because i'm an a-hole on accident <laughs> I, did, I probably just never texted back and never i was probably like, he never texted me back and i didn't see it <laughs> anyway just yeah. Fun, fun tidbit yeah for sure um but yeah i i kind of like kind of threw that out at him and he's like dude that sounds awesome and that's kind of when podcasts like were getting legs i guess you could say and then i felt like when i published my first one everybody was like doing it at the same time <laughs> jesus like and now i sit here two years into it and i'm like should this be something I just keep doing or is it, I have a lot of fun doing it, but it's, yeah, it's like, you know, you reach out to one guy, like I talked to you, I was like, I don't want to ask every question that every other guy has asked you. I want it to be different. And, you know, like you get a lot of the podcasters, the the same kind of platform. And it's like, for sure, I don't feel like ours is that much different than everybody else's, but I just try to be transparent and, literally be like if i don't know it i'm not gonna bullshit about it i'm not gonna tell you like i do know anything about it so Dude, that's and that's so went a important. long way with a lot of our listeners well i mean yeah you can so. that's that's i think that's the issue with i don't want to say most hunting podcasts but a lot of them is because there's people just regurgitating shit like mm-hmm. people that that's aren't is, really yeah. speaking from their own experiences and even if your listeners disagree with your experience if that's what you experienced then it, like if you had success on a whitetail in a bizarre way on one acre on 80 yeah. acres and kill a 200 inch deer and you're like legitimately talking about it even if you're like it was complete luck like i didn't know that deer was going to be there like people respect yep. that where if you're like well i sat there because this and if you're making it up then people kind of know yep. you're full of shit oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a little fishy <laughs> yeah but no being transparent is like the way to be that's what we try to do that i mean we're all assholes we talk about it i stood, you know? I stood on a beer can and i seen him come from three miles away <laughs> It, I shot him. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I agree. And I think that's where, that's where a lot of like, even guys that have YouTube channels and stuff like that fail is they're, it kind of goes also back to the same dudes that are new hunters that will kill something. And then next thing you know, they go from asking questions to immediately giving advice. Right. Yep. And it just, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of find myself doing that too. Like, I don't want to be the guy that's like, I ask you a question because I want to answer on it also. Oh, like yeah. if I'm asking you a question, I want to know your opinion because that might help me out or something or, yeah. you know, and that's what a lot of people, you and I talked about it. You know, the question that I got, uh, a guy asked me how I call to a buck, like what and it's like, yeah. that's so vague, but it's like, I can give you my experience. And I had a good experience with at one time, um, just one that came to mind and this is what I can tell you. But, you know, I always thought I had to have a food plot like Lee and Tiffany to be able to kill a deer. I did too, and man. I, I, 
I, I made food plots for 10 years, wasted a ass load of money and never killed a deer on it. And I'm like, what the fuck, you know, like, what am I doing wrong? And it's like, so then I stopped, like I, I, at that moment, I really was like start pumping the brakes. Like I got to figure out my woodsmanship and I got to figure out what the hell I'm doing. And that was about 2008, 2009. And I really started diving in more to it. How long, and, you, how long have you been hunting at that point? Um, I started, so my dad had me going out. My dad put me in a tree stand when I was eight for the first time with him, um, hung a tree stand right next to him and just strapped me in with an old seatbelt from his old Ford Ranger. <laughs> he literally, <laughs> literally ripped out. I watched him rip out his seatbelt and was like, yep, this is going to work. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And, uh, he's, he made me sit on the platform. So my feet would dangle by his head and he just strapped me right to that. It was an old, uh, uh, tree stand he welded up you know tma standards fuck yeah just there was no such thing as tma oh, you know no. so it's like <laughs> here's this yeah exactly here's this uh here's this goddamn seatbelt. i'm gonna strap my eight-year-old in and do it and i'm like i look at my daughter now she's gonna be three in august i'm like there's no way i would get my daughter up there and just do that but you know, those are the days. But um, he had me as a young. <laughs> you, just look, you just look at her and be like, damn, about time to rip uh, out a seatbelt. My <laughs> dad you... doesn't care if I die. It's for sure. Yeah, yeah, were you thinking of like. They when got you taller were... seatbelts now. <laughs> when you were getting ready to go home in the truck, like, bro, what happens if we get a fucking accident on the way home? I got no seatbelt in here. Did you have to take <laughs> yeah, it with you? Yeah. They'll, you'll get that on those big jobs. But, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I remember, and this is a little off topic, I remember. I remember uh, my sister was four years older than me and she had all of her friends and they were my dad was taking them somewhere and I'm you know I'm the little shit brother that has to go where all the girls are my sister's friends and everything my dad had this I, I don't know if he rent it rented it or something because I don't remember ever having it but it's this big ass like astro van or like a like a conversion van or something I remember nobody having seat belts on I'm like basically <laughs> dancing on the dashboard and I remember the cops pulling us over and saying, son, your kid, basically your kid, you need to put him in a seatbelt. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how, how am I still here right now? You know, <laughs> that's funny. As so hell. it's different times, man. Now, it is. That's funny. But so your dad sounds like a really rad guy. Like, I think we could all drink a beer with that dude. <laughs> sounds like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, my dad on my 21st birthday drank more beers than I did. <laughs> so it's all our dad. Walking yeah. around, yeah. He did the same thing on your 33rd birthday, I'm sure <laughs> too, right? <laughs> yep. It's yep. a tragedy. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Um, I lost my train of thought where we were going with that. I was going to ask you. Um, yeah, so you've been you've been cranking out the podcast. You have, I mean, you're well over 100 episodes, aren't you? Hundred, you're 112. So yeah, yeah. So you're on your way, man. No quitting now. Like it, it did yeah, seem that way for a little bit. That hunting podcast. It was like, damn, everybody's got one. Mm -hmm. And then yep. it kind of, it's gonna, it'll go through waves forever. Probably just like how hunting, just like video stuff goes. It will, and that's something I guess <clears> I, I could ask you guys. Like you guys have been in this five or six years now. Like, what keeps you guys motivated to do it? Because that's, I'm still motivated to do it, but it's like. It's more of like a, like just yesterday, I'm like, fuck, I don't have a guest for Tuesday's podcast. I'm like, who the hell can I? And usually I like write in my phone, like, here's a list of guys that, but I don't know nothing about them. So like I'm right. going through their Shot social in the media dark pages. Type stuff. Yeah, exactly. 
like I'm going through the social media pages and I'm like, oh, this guy's it. Let's fucking get him on there. This sounds good. You know, and it's like, <laughs> I, I'm like a thorough guy. Like I, I want to be like thorough with it. I don't, we have had a couple guys come on that like claim to be, I don't, they, I, they don't need to claim to be like anybody. You know what I mean? I don't need like the top notch guys, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I want, I want guys that can bullshit and talk and like not a guy that just stops a sentence after just like, okay, yep. Done. Yeah. Like, well, we're dead in the water here. So <laughs> it takes a different, it's like a, your hosting skills got to be on point with people like that. I need a Steve. I need a Steve. I'm not Dude. a host. So. I talked about Steve on your ep- on your podcast. I think uh, like when I, th- I thought I, I thought I did anyway. But yep, yes, you Steve, you're good for like if if shit is struggling, saying dumb shit. Yeah, I could be like <laughs> yeah. Steve, save me with some dumb shit. Like because I'll be honest, it doesn't happen very often. Most of the times, it's because we're too drunk and we got to <laughs> save each other. That's just hey, you know, oh, it yeah, happens. That happens. Um, yeah. But what it happens the most common I notice is when. We're at like uh, ATA is really the only time I've ever struggled through some podcasts. Um, probably one ATA episode a year, I'll say. There's some that I just can't fight through, and I just lean on Steve the whole way, and I'm like, damn, if I just use you once a year for this, it, all the bullshit it's worth. <laughs> because there's some, I mean. <laughs> Mulligan card. <laughs> and you don't know that an episode will be that way. Right. Um, it's just. It's hard to explain. It's very rare, but once a year it happens to me. Just throw out the mullet card. It, yeah. yeah, it's it's. I'll, I'll tell I'll tell you what the secret is, and this is uh, this is probably going to get a bunch of random drunk guys on uh, on other podcasts. But dude, I have uh, I have the ability to to talk, and I have lowest common denominator humor. <laughs> what does that okay. mean? So it means anybody can laugh at it. You don't got to be smart to laugh at me. Oh, that is true. Okay. You got to talk okay. to people. You got to make jokes that even a seventh grader could understand, boy. That's that a, is a valuable skill. That's why I act childish all the time because I'm like, <sighs> well, that I mean, Aaron, that that's you can kind of back me up. That's what's good about having like a, a co-host, you know, a uh, Steve. Yeah. Um, yep. But we have a team of co-hosts here. We're mm. all co-hosts of each other. So it's great. But I mean, do you guys do you run into that a lot in the podcast game? I mean, you've been doing it for how long does it take you to get to 112 so, couple of years? Two years will be next week. May 11th will be two years. Oh, congrats. Congratulations. So, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. Very um, nice. Have you ever had some struggle episodes where you guys got to lean on each other? Um, I mean, there had to have been a couple, but I'm the guy that, like, I don't want to say it's scripted, but I, I'll go into a podcast with 20 questions. And that's good, though. I, but, like, that's – if I don't have that, I'm the guy that's like, oh, fuck. Like, I just start getting, like – clammy and like okay where am i where am i going where am i going where am i going i gotta you know say something so i want to have like something where even if it's a harsh transition i can just be like oh you know uh, well, how's your mom and dad doing you know or something like that like yeah that's you a know. great harsh transition so, uh, UFOs. <laughs> yeah so and i don't i don't like to edit podcasts i have edited them in the past but like they're better I'm if saying, you don't yeah i i've never taken anything out unless a guest is like can you take that out for me? And I've only had that happen once or twice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but other than that, I will edit like a lot of the ums. I'm not going to lie to you. Cause I feel like people are just, um, like you say, um, so much or yeah, like, or, yeah. you know, so I will go through sometimes where I feel like it's pretty heavy on that. But for the majority, I slap the intro on, slap the end on and we're color Hoyle and just fucking submit it. Bless so, you, sir, man. Let her Bless fly. You. Let her <laughs> yes. That, I love hearing that because at first we freestyle. I don't want to say we freestyle all of them. I'll say we freestyle 
85% of our podcasts are freestyle. Like, hit the button, let's go. I ha- in my head, I know what I want to bring up or like what we want to talk about. But yep. when, when I know I'm going to have an in-studio guest and we're going to do a three-hour All long right. haul, like, I will write out some notes because I want some intricate conversation because you can get – you can really crack that can open and have a conversation mm-hmm. when they're – when in they studio. Yeah, when they come to the studio, they drove three, four hours to get here, and it's like, all right, dude, we're, we're talking. And that, sure. that's what I love to do. But other than that, I feel pretty cool about freestyling. But I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I, like freestyling doesn't make me nervous, a little nervous every now and again. But I feel like it's good for you. Hey, man, if you got bars, man, it's all good. Yep. Cliff told me I had bars. <laughs> you got did he really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, when we did when I did your show, Aaron, I you were kind of like, hey, you, you cool just – let me fire questions at you and i was like yeah and i was like damn i just responded too confident like now i'm probably gonna bomb everything <laughs> <laughs> well problem, a lot bro. of people a lot of people ask you know a lot of guests they'll be like hey do you have like an outline or something so i'll throw them you know some questions just like okay this is what i want to cover if we get to it we get to it or if we get off tangent let's just fucking go with it and i'll be honest with you you know you go back to probably the first like 30 you know, episodes or something of the podcast were actually fucking brutal. Like the first 10, <laughs> the first 10, I'm not going to lie to you. I was in my uh, closet with pillows over my head, basically because my daughter was like, you know, five, six months old sleeping on the other side of the house. And I didn't want to wake her up. So I, I sound like I'm so monotone and just like, <laughs> I gotta be really quiet. You know, you sound like you're in and a I, closet full of pillows. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, Fuck, I want to go back and delete them, but I'm like, you know what? That's where it came from. Like, that's what you get, you know? So, and that's cool though, yeah. man. So episode 11 is when he came out of the closet. That was pretty good. I knew someone was. I knew someone was going to say it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> leave it hey, to Steve. Well, I, yeah, seventh grade humor. Don't forget. I enjoy <laughs> your guys's uh, your your conversation flow and your show is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the I had my buddy. Oh, he's on Team WCB. Jeremy Beck. Um, he great was, dude. He great was on dude. your show. A great guy. Um, yep. Great I, big guy. I love it. Great dude to know. Um, <laughs> For sure. Yeah, dude, to have He's the guy you want on your team. But he was like, hey, I just did the fall podcast. Awesome dude. And I have a few guys that I make phone calls about other podcasts. I'm just like, hey, uh, give me some reviews. And they're like, oh, yeah, in my rotation. And I think I told you that. Byron Horton's one of those guys. He's, he's one of like four people that I call that listen to like every podcast. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of okay. like the gurus, you know. And he's like, "Oh yeah, dude, that the falls in my it, that's in my rotation for sure." So he's a uh, white tail experience, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I just know him as Byron. He, him, and I today. I think he's going to come on this week to be my next week's guest. Awesome. Because uh, yeah, I want to dive into a little more public land stuff. And you know, like I told you, like I've never fucking set foot on public land with a weapon in my hand. So it's like I want to regurgitate as much as I can. But I also don't like I. I always. I always wanted to be the guy that got like, let's get the gems out. Like, you know, the one acre guys, like I killed yeah. 200 on a one acre. How the fuck did you do that? Like, I wanted to be that guy. And then like Dan Johnson comes out with like 900 podcasts in three weeks. And like, <laughs> it's all with those guys. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, you know, so, um, but I, I just recently with since probably episode hundred, probably the last, 12 weeks or something we're getting more into like let our hair down a little bit we before we didn't swear much i felt like it was like well and then i'm like you know what fuck it like that's <laughs> it's like it's, like, it's the know? forbidden fruit you fuck know it. just gotta jump in it is forbidden it really fruit. Is. <laughs> and 
fuck is the best word in the vocabulary. Whoever <laughs> said right. that it was a, whoever said it was the worst word and not to say it, I want to punch him square in the kisser because They're you can say idiot. fuck in so many different ways. Dude. Like fuck, that's awesome. Like, <laughs> fuck, I hate you. You know, like <laughs> yeah, like fuck. It can go every direction <laughs> of emotion. Yes, you might have to do, put the beat lab on me when you edit this or something. Uh, dude, it's a it's a great verb too, if you know who what I mean. Hey, who, who fucking cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that is interesting. Though. The cussing thing in the podcast game. Well, I mean, I, this is what happens on our show when you get two podcasters like chatting. Is like we always compare notes on air, kind of, and it's fun. <laughs> you were giving away all the secrets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yep. But it, it, that is like a, a thing. Like, what's going to deter people or bring people in is. The F bomb. For sure. And I've yep. had other podcasts like, hey, what do you, you guys cuss like all the time. How do you deal with that? I'm like, I don't fuck them. I don't know. Like, if they, they got <laughs> a problem do. with it, listen to, an, listen to an uptight podcast. I don't fucking know what you want to do. Well, it doesn't do. help either that all, all of us here work in a shop either. Well, that's oh, yeah. the thing, though. We're honest about right. that. You fuck know, it, hey. going back to yep. that, it's like, we're not trying to put this blanket of, we're, I mean, going back, like, I don't have to have a 40 acre food plot to be right. a hunter. And like mm-hmm. all this money and all that, like we're just humble dudes. So, but that's what's cool about being transparent and coming through with it. I, I think, Aaron, your angle too, like you working in the industry and starting a podcast and then having a successful podcast is pretty damn cool because I know a lot of people in the industry that start a podcast and their podcast doesn't do well compared to like mm-hmm. a successful show. Well, I think I've got like three subscribers, so like <laughs> I guess that's pretty successful if you want to say. Um, no, I appreciate that though. Like that, that means a lot. Like I don't know what successful is. I don't know. Um, I do. I, I don't know what to judge it on. I hate judging on how many likes a photo gets or how many subscribers yeah, you have on IG. Because if you do that, if you like judge that, it, you're gonna beat yourself to death. Like, and it's wrong. I th- I believe yeah. it's wrong. Yep, a hundred percent. Like I'm not gonna lie to you. I used to be like, okay, I need to get to a thousand subscribers on this for people to think that you're credible. Now I just don't give a shit. Like it's <laughs> you know, gold jacket, yeah, green jacket, yeah, brother. <laughs> gold jacket, green jacket. I don't give a shit. Like it's just you know, if you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. I mean, there's times where we probably ramble and get monotone, but. That's what sorry. it is. I mean, actually, I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I mean, well, do you ever get so, do you ever get like negative messages or you should do this or like do you ever hear about somebody hating or anything like that? I mean, especially. I mean, you have to, right? You you've been in the industry heavily since 2012. You've ran across your your haters for sure. Um, you know, honestly, I haven't got a lot of hate mail on the podcast side, but I did get. Um, and I've I've probably beat this horse to death the last couple of weeks, but I've been getting some pretty aggressive mail uh, i guess you call it hate mail from the two deer that i killed last year and really dude i mean oh it, it's been it's been fucking ridiculous man it's almost to the point where it like it makes it not fun anymore um and like hate mail like describe what type of hate mail so on you don't november gotta get like 8th, super detailed but well november 7th i killed that 186 in iowa um my mm. best buck ever and then seven days later, I went to Kansas and killed like a 115-inch eight-pointer. Um, and once we started talking about it on the podcast and everything, and then the episodes came out on our digital, on our YouTube channel, it like there was guys saying, literally, you're going to go shoot. First of all, it was you shot the deer in a high fence on a farm that was not pressured. Anything over 180 is a high fence. Yep, yep, 100%. And... Um, 
you know, it, and one guy on YouTube said, uh, he commented on it was like, um, oh shit, what did he say? Oh, all you care about is the antlers and that deer shot in high fans, yada, yada. And I finally, I was like, fuck you, man. And I'm, <laughs> I'm right back to you. So I went on there and my personal account, it said my name and everything. And I'm like, I wrote on it and I'm like, dude, where in this video one, where in this video did I ever say anything about a score or antlers or anything? If you watch the video, the three days prior, I was going to shoot a nine point that was like 30 to 40 inches smaller if the deer wouldn't have picked me off. And I was going to shoot, you know, another buck that was like probably 135, but he was like eight years old. And I would have thrown something through his chest cavity. I don't discriminate. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was going there. <laughs> I was going there to shoot something old and mature that I can't shoot in Michigan. And I just so happened to shoot something that was a deer of a lifetime. But like people, they're saying uh, it must be nice to have, you know, walk into a place and and just go sit in a stand and and shoot a deer on a high fence with food plots and no pressure on the farm. Must be nice to go to an outfitter. I did not go to an outfitter. I stayed at an outfitter, but it wasn't outfitted land because one of our really good friends runs an outfitter and he lets us come and, you know, you know, basically shack up at his place while we hunt Iowa because you don't draw every year. Right, right. And it's like, dude, fuck you guys. And then it's like one guy that really got me was like uh, the deer that I killed in Kansas. I, my, my best guess was he was probably – He's probably a three-year-old, but I thought he was a four-year-old, and he was a shit deer. He's a shit rocket. I mean, if he took the scale at 115, I'd be very surprised. But I'll tell you what, that deer right there that I shot seven days after the biggest deer in my life, I got me just as jacked as that big deer. And I didn't walk up to that deer and go, oh, fuck, how am I going to make that look big in pictures? I never once have ever done that. You know? Good for and, you, man. And it was like, I'm having something. the time of my life. You know, I'm having the time of my life and these guys are like, you're going to shoot that after you go shoot this deer. And uh, it, dude, and it's just one after another. I'm going to say probably 30 guys have reached out and just like, you know, just hate him. And I'm like, it's all stems from jealousy. At first I was like, you know, whatever. And then it got to the point where it was just like sickening. Like, this is stupid. And then I, then I wasn't any better. And I started writing back to him. And I'm like, you got to stop doing this. Well, it's hard to, I mean, people don't understand the work to it. And, and, yeah, I I didn't mean to ask that question and to bring a negative like vibe, but I I think oh, it's it, it is important because as I mean you're deeper into the hunting media game than we are, but you do get that we get that mostly it's from local people because anytime we make a joke everybody thinks we're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like now with our show being like the Howard Stern, I, I'm just saying that because we've been called the Howard Stern of hunting and. That's a compliment. Who's the Beetlejuice? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you. <laughs> you know, Eric's Beetlejuice. No, you're the short. But, but the <laughs> thing, you know, we are. We're controversial sometimes. We say shit. Like, we say unpopular opinions. We say things to make things funny, to make things interesting, whatever. Yeah. Like, some we, we believe in it, but half the time we're just being fucking dudes that work blue-collar jobs and drink a couple beers after work. What do you call it? The wage idiots. brain? The way, yeah, we just have wage brains, man. <laughs> My favorite part about, like, you said all the YouTube comments, like, some people don't even watch your stuff. They just see, like, the picture of it and, like, oh, I fans. I fans. Yeah. 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 Like, well, don't even like, read into it at all. Like, oh, I'm jumping to conclusions. When we podcasted with Bone Collector uh, the last time and they said, uh, well, 
what did they say? Yeah, it was in a fence, but it had rounded corners, so we couldn't box them in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you just respond to the haters with. You just respond with that. That's awesome. Yeah, that 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 deer, that guy that commented, his name was Tom. I don't know his last name. If I didn't know his Fuck last you, name, Tom. I'd, tell, <laughs> I'd say it right on here. But he said, he's like, that deer, because uh, we shot two bucks that day. Uh, Casey, I filmed him shoot one in the morning. That was an eight-year-old. We, we'd hunted this deer for four years, and when – when we learned of him, he was a four-year-old for sure. And then he just went disappeared, and he showed up one morning. We shot him. Just, I mean, he went from 150 inch deer to maybe 135. Like he, no he got shit. injured. Yeah, he got injured the year before really bad. We didn't think he'd make it through. Never showed up on a camera. Showed up on November 14th morning chasing a doe by us in a in a place we've never seen him before. And Casey smoked him, killed him. And we're like, yeah, this deer's at least got to be seven or eight years old. This Tom goes on there and he's like, oh, the first deer, he's probably a three-year-old for sure. And the second deer, because I shot that deer that night, he's like, that deer's definitely a two-year-old. And I'm like, a two-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> like, Damn, like, Tom's bored, like, huh? He, he's, a, he's an asshole. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, you have that much time to go on and watch this video and then just be like, oh, I'm going to shit on these guys' day. Like, Dude, be, be honest. He probably his, disliked it too. Did his, fucking, did did his profile thumb. picture have him sleeveless with a shitty browning tattoo? No, you know I, what it is? I, bet I know the guy. My no, theory: no. people without <laughs> legit profile pictures are the haters. Oh yeah, oh for sure. He, he didn't have a profile picture. It was a T for Tom. Oh, <laughs> oh T for Tom. Tom. Hey, what's M H stand for? My hat. <laughs> we watched you incomplete deer hunter the other day. Uh, yeah. That's an inside joke. My hat. Well, that is yeah. interesting, man. I'm sorry to bring up like a, a negative no, vibe good. topic, but I feel like it is important. But I mean, I you know, you said like the podcast could be the replacement of like a hobby, what you do, but it's also kind of like what you do for a living. Do you ever feel yeah. like overwhelmed with all that? Not one day. I I love whitetails so much that I, every day I do something with whitetails, whether I'm editing something or taking a picture, editing a picture, or doing a podcast. I've never once thought of it being work. Um, it just consumes me. Like, guys ask me, you know, you want to go on an elk hunt? Not really. Like, I would love to go <laughs> on an elk hunt someday, but if you give me, like, people give me scenarios. You get this budget to do this. What are you doing? Like, I'm going on a whitetail hunt. Like, there's some bucket list whitetail hunts I want to do. I want to do I want to do uh, Alberta or Saskatchewan, of course, yeah, with a bow in the snow with chocolate rack deer. Got oh, yeah. the chocolate rack. Yep, I want to, and I just want to shoot a 400 pound whitetail up there and <laughs> just ate hay all winter and gorge. Put a lard onions, honey. I'm gonna <laughs> yep. get you a. Bo- I'm gonna get you a. Bo- hey, is hey is deer poutine up there? <laughs> yep. I think. Oh, I love poutine, man. Oh, gosh. Both, <laughs> both, both figures, both of them too. You know, um, <laughs> who doesn't? That's interesting. So, like you and pasty, four hundred inch elk or two hundred inch whitetail, whitetail all day. That's cool, man. I like that. That's I've been drawn to the Western game lately. Um, and so have you, I'm sure you've done your fair share of like filming out west and stuff like that, or yep. in Alaska yep. too as well, right? Yep. Yep, I've been to Alaska a couple times, Northwest Territories. Um, Northwest Territories, I got charged by a bear. Our guide had – she bluff charged twice, and then she came the full length the third time. And our, our no guide shit. shot him with a – yeah, dude. Shot him with a 33, 30 iron sights. 
she came chomping her jaws and Oof. I mean she literally died at our at our feet. It was what? Hold on, you got to walk me through God, this. Yeah, that'd have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, pump the yeah. brakes. Wait a wow. second. So, so I was on. A, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You've almost been killed by a grizzly bear, a brown bear. Well, it, this one was a black bear. Oh, um, but damn! I, even I, more un, unannounced, right? Well, yeah, because black bears they'll they'll kill you. Like grizzlies will play with you and then kill you. So that's like the deal. Um, oh, good to know. I'm hunting black bears <laughs> in like two weeks. <laughs> black bears are aggressive. I mean, grizzlies are too. Like we we went on Northwest or I went to Northwest Territories for 14 days. It was a fly-in hunt. Um, we were going to hunt caribou, uh, um, sheep, dull sheep, um, mountain and billy goats. So that was going to be our 14 days out of a tent and, you know, do all that stuff. And we had just killed a billy goat and we relocated to a different area to, to start caribou hunting. And we were on this rock bed of this, this river. So we had to make a meat cache, made a meat cache, you know, I don't know how far. I will say it's like 80 yards, 100 yards from camp. And um, we went to bed that first night. And then when we went to check the meat cache the next day, there was meat gone. And we're like, shit, okay, like, you know, watch your six, basically. there's She's probably, or, you know, the, the bear's probably around here somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then it was like no sooner. We were drinking coffee by the fire and look over, and she's coming down the uh, – uh, coming down the the rock bed right next to the to the river, and we're like shit. So the guide's like, because you can't shoot bears in the Northwest Territory, like it's this big, unless it's self defense. I I believe. Yeah. Um, because we had to do the he had to do all this paperwork and everything and yada yada. But so we're sitting there and the guy's just like, you know, just be cool. Like, um, you know, we're we're gonna be good. All of a sudden, she looks and sees us. And my asshole, you couldn't fit a grease BB <laughs> up my asshole. Fit a what? A grease that, BB? You couldn't hammer a grease BB in my ass. <laughs> I, I immediately started pissing down my leg because I'm like, this is going to get real here. She got up on her hind legs and then got down and started chomping her jaws. And I'm like, and this is the first time I've she ever hungry. seen anything like that. She's, She's, you know. She likes us. She wants to come visit. So <laughs> she wants to come sit down and have a cup of coffee. <laughs> oh, fuck a buffet. <laughs> My treat. Yep. yep. And she all of a sudden just comes right at us. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's going down. And she comes to about, well, I'll say 40 or 50 yards. And she just puts the skids on, gets on her hind legs and looks at us, gets down, turns around, and walks away. And our guide was like, just. You know, you're good. We're, we're fine. And I wasn't with Chris or Casey. This was another show we were doing. So I was with a different hunter. Um, and him and I had, like, just met each other, like, not too long before <laughs> you, this. You didn't so know what he like, was made of yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe. Or how fast he could run. <laughs> well, I knew I could outrun one of them. So, we just... <laughs> so you were good. <laughs> yeah, we were good there. Um, so then the next time she came, did the same thing. The third time she came, she came the whole way. And so it was like a backpedal you know, defensive back drill as quick as you could on a rock bed. And the guy pulls up his 30, 30 lever action and just puts one right between like right on her, right where her neck meets her shoulder, basically. Yeah. And she, she just stone dead slid, you know, right there and died at like five feet. 
Damn, yeah. good marksmanship on that guy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, probably, I'm did, glad yeah. I called that guy. <laughs> did he even put his cigarette out? Did he even put a cigarette out before he shot that thing? Oh, uh, yeah, it's probably got the biggest ash, and it's just dangling there. <laughs> ash on oh, the yeah. dead bear's head, like, yep. dude, this guy's seen some shit up here, man. <laughs> rule number yeah. one. Oh, what is it? I'm number one. Yeah, I'm, number one. one. I'm number one. <laughs> oh, shit, I spilled my coffee. Yep. Dude, that is scary, Damn, man. Dude, fuck that. Yeah. So you no, had, I, what's rule number three? Grizzly, grizzly hunt too, and the grizzly. I saw a grizzly that probably go like twelve hundred pounds, at at like three or uh, two hundred fifty yards, and it was it was another pucker moment. <laughs> really thick. Yeah, I'm not trying to mess around <laughs> with bears like too much. You know what I mean? Yeah, anytime a bear yeah. like moves in your direction, I'd be like, ooh, okay. Yeah, we're, yeah I'm, I'm on to Wyoming. Here. I leave the twenty fourth of May for a Wyoming bear hunt, and there's uh, there's grizzlies where we're going. <laughs> And, Good luck, and um, yeah, <laughs> then we're horsebacking into all these spots, so it should be interesting. I, I'm not really like it's not something I think about. Like, oh, I'm scared of the grizzlies, but it would suck to like run into one. It's in the back of your mind, can, though. Can you carry? Can you carry like a side? Armor you know, I've been asked that, and I'm always like, I'm going to look into it, and I haven't looked into it. <laughs> hey, you might want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it pulls out the brass nooks. If I can, I will. Um, but, I mean, if not, it's karma, right? I said it'd be rad to have some bear scratch marks if the bear died, you know? <laughs> and I said it on the podcast, so now I'm going to eat my own words, yeah, probably. Come back with some scars. I'll just kick yeah. a lot and hopefully get out of it. But if not, it was there good you go. going, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You, you, cannot, run, you cannot run Clint, right? <laughs> Probably not. If hey, if that bear kills you, hopefully you can clutch up in the gulag. It's funny. <laughs> I was I was seeing if this guy's a video game guy. <laughs> kind of said like he might be. So dumb. I could throw a triangle choke. Chokes. I don't know how that'll work. Dude, if you choked a bear out to death, I would get Kurt as my daddy tattooed on my ass. Call it done, sir. <laughs> right there. There's a video of him like choking the bear. Up. Give me three weeks, bro. <laughs> I will hound you if you have to go get a teddy bear. And fucking go in the woods with it. You better do it. Just to <laughs> stage it. Dude, yeah. I'm gonna You're find somebody a with a trained bear and just <laughs> choke that motherfucker <laughs> unconscious. Heal cinnamon. Heal. Yeah. Kurt pays like five grand for this guy to bring a bear out. Like, hey, dude, just train that bear to fall asleep while I like pretend choke it. Kurt, I swear to God, I saw that bear in the circus when I was nine. You're not fooling me. No, those bears still yeah. kill kill people. Don't yeah. fool me. I know a cheese. I know a cheeseburger bear when I see one. <laughs> so, man, you ha- you live an interesting life, man. It was it's good talking to you. You have uh, you're good at conversation. It kind of goes back when um, this is another promotion to go listen to the episode I did on your show. We talked about when people have been through a lot of hunting experiences, you can talk to them a little bit differently. Um, yeah, and it just so happens you have well more hunting media experience than we'll ever have i don't know about that but uh i've got a lot of experiences and you hit the nail on the head though when you said you know you you don't realize what you have seen or went through until somebody asks you like that i never thought of it that way before you know and when you said that i'm like so true well, the thing, so. the reason why I think that way too is because normally I'm asking questions, and I, it's rare when I get asked questions. Yep. Um, so you know what I mean. Even when we're, when we do our show here, we're just bullshitting with each other. We're not necessarily asking each other deep whitetail questions. So when I get to the opportunity to guest on a show, and then like you'll ask me a question, and that's kind of why I like not being prepared for questions. It's because I'm like, yeah. oh, shit, you had this one time. It also makes me probably seem sort of dumb because I'm not expecting anything or I haven't pre-thought about anything. <laughs> but, um, like, you know what I mean? In the conversation, it just comes more natural. Like, oh, fuck, I did have this one thing. Like, 
it, when you guys were asking me those questions, that's why I was like, oh, just let me use my last season as an example because that was so yep. fresh in my mind. Whereas if I could think about it, I might have pulled up a different, yeah. a different experience. But um, it is cool, man. I mean, you've watched, would you say, a couple 200-inch deer die? Yeah, so uh, Kate, I filmed Casey shoot a 208-inch mule deer, uh, just a slob of a deer. We were in Alberta. He's killed, I filmed him kill a 186, uh, 185, or 183, uh, nine point in Illinois, um, and then a 175, 164, and then I killed the 186. So him and I have been together on a lot of big animals. That's a, uh, that's a resume, man. Congratulations that on sure. that. That's a big deal. Appreciate that. Yeah. And a lot of those deer like that, that deer in uh, Illinois, the 183, we hunted him for 18 days. Um, basically, it was on a farm. It was an 80-acre farm, and there was only about 40 acres of tin, 40 acres of timber. And we hunted 18 days, got skunked, uh, something like 14 days, and we ended up seeing him three times. We saw him three times. In hang on, I'm sorry, my dad's calling me right now. Just no, a minute. That's all right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna punch over to him. I thought you could probably hear me. <laughs> Bring him on. <laughs> Come on, but, dad. Uh, you're live. <laughs> yeah, you're hot. You're hot. <laughs> Yeah, no, we got skunked so many times. We saw him three times and couldn't get an arrow in him. And then we got mobile. The corn came off. We moved the stand midday, got in there and killed him. We rattled him in and killed awesome. him. Um, so yeah, it's cool. Like we've killed quite a few deer like that where it's just like, it's just that deer we're going after. Yeah. And let's figure them out. And you learn a lot that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. It's, that's good stuff, man. That's a ton of good experiences on big, big, big deer. Like, you know, World class, yep. yeah. 180 inch deer do not come around. So no. To, no. to have experiences on deer that that, that caliber and bigger is is incredible. Um, yeah. I do appreciate you, man, having me on your show, and then you quickly jumping on ours, man. It's been great chatting with you. Um, I, I have a feeling that we're gonna have many more back and forth podcasts in the future. Um, For sure, Let's unless you're feeling a different vibe than I am. <laughs> not at all, man. He's like, not fuck those if guys. I <laughs> if I wasn't getting up at 4 a.m., I'd be blown in the low twos right now. So <laughs> the low twos. In the low twos. I love, I love having beers and talking, talking, just BSing. We'll have to do this again, man. Tell people where they can find you, where they can watch you, or wherever you just want people to find you. Yeah, so um, I mean, I'm on Instagram. My my personal page is ab underscore humanimal. Um, and then the fall podcast is anywhere. And then YouTube channel, you can see a lot of basically all my stuff on, on, uh, if you go to Kiefer Brothers YouTube channel, you'll see a lot on there. Um, my 186 is on there. And then the, the little deer that I killed in Kansas that Tom was talking about is on there. And, um, <laughs> so yeah, a lot, a lot of the content's on there. Uh, the fall podcast, uh, YouTube channel is not very good. It's just where our podcasts go to live and basically get, you know, die there. <laughs> that, that's what that's what our YouTube is for as well. Yeah, Spotify is basically trash. Let's push Spotify for podcasting. That's the best. It is the best. Yeah, so. is Spotify your guys' hotbed? No, it's not the hotbed, but um, Apple is. But I like Spotify's platform because it works for everyone. That's where I listen to your episode at. Yeah, I, I, gotcha, gotcha. I like Spotify because I love Spotify. The, the links are there to share everywhere. It's cool. You can see the cover arts. It's the descriptions, the links. Mm-hmm. It's it's beautiful cool. the way they do it. I, that's my favorite. You can favorite. even go through there and pick like which one you haven't listened to, and they'll come up first. Yeah, and people oh, nice. don't know about Spotify yet. It's like a it's a growing thing in the podcast community, but I think it needs to be number it's one. Huge. 
So I'll start pushing that because I didn't. I know my. I know the podcast is on there, but honestly, Stitcher's number two on mine after Apple Podcasts. So yeah, Stitcher's pretty good too. Weird. Though. Yeah, my yeah. our Stitcher's up there with Apple, but I'm telling you, Spotify will. It needs to be the the top. I second platform. that. It needs to All be. Right. I'll have to check that out. I'll start pushing that. Yeah, that's that's my favorite. The way it looks, anyway. But I know like. You know, Apple and and Stitcher and Libsyn actually does pretty good for mm-hmm. just being its own deal. But um, so yeah, man, well, we appreciate you. And oh, hey, before before we go, I want I wanted to tell you a cool uh, quick story. Aaron, you're a big baseball okay. fan, right? Yes, I'm yeah. gonna go pee during this. <laughs> yeah, this it, it ties into hunting. Funny enough, uh, are you so are you a Detroit Tigers fan? I am. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you got one of my favorite players growing up, and I will uh, I'll, I'll transition. This. this is a cool story. I went to my very first uh, baseball game. It was a Chicago White Sox game, and I wanted to go see my favorite player, Maglio Ordonez, play. Okay. And they were playing against the Cleveland Indians, and uh, Jim Tomey was there and hit two home runs, and we left the game early. Like, it was the biggest disappointment in my life. I hated Jim Tomey from that day, right? I, I In my head, I always hated him until he came back to play for the White Sox a little bit later. Yep. Um, <clears throat> funny enough, I saw a UFO that night, too. Different story. Jesus. I know, in, I know. In no, coming back home from Chicago. This is coming from the guy that thought he saw a UFO and saw a light tower by our well, house. No, it's never <laughs> pulled the binos out on that one. No, here's, <laughs> there's, here's the funny thing, dude. I hated Jim Tomey because he hit two home runs, and uh, I was like, it, it seemed like it ruined my childhood. Well, I watched a documentary on it, and it turns out, you know, if you guys don't know Jim Tomey, like, apparently he's one of the nicest human beings on the planet and a hunter from, you know, back in the old Drury days. Um, so he hunts too. So he's apparently he's a great guy. Why I hated him as a kid is I guess his uh, his niece nephew someone was there and they uh, they have like MS or some some disease and they asked Jim, could you hit a home run for me? And he hit two of them. So holy shit, dude, I, that's awesome. I know. And I'm like, you know, I I always had this hate for this guy. And it turns out he's the nicest guy and a hunter, and he's somewhat local to us. So it's like, eh, you know. I was I was I was, cool. I was an asshole when I was a kid. <laughs> I've never met you still Jim are. Toby. <laughs> I've never met Jim Toby, but he's like I always hated him too because he played for the Indians and the yep. Tigers, you know. <laughs> like he crushed us. Like he had six bombs every game it seemed like, you know, as I was growing up. <laughs> so but I'll be honest, I missed seems... Oh, go ahead, sorry, Aaron. Oh, it seems like he was a good cat and I'd be one day like I want to drink with him. I heard he could he could uh, tip him back, so I want to. Oh, drink a really? <laughs> What's funny about Jim Tomey? I missed the whole baseball story. I don't know anything about baseball, oh, which is why I took my bathroom break when I did. But <laughs> the funny thing about that, where I hunted in Fulton County, I didn't. I never went by there, but I always heard that he hunted like not far from where we hunted when I hunted in Fulton County. And then I was okay. like drooled that the juries got were there, and I was like, dude, the juries are probably hunting a couple miles from me sometimes, you know, which I thought was amazing. <laughs> yeah. When Big I was going to come here. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, like he, Jim Tomey would eat at the cafe in the small town that we hunted in. I think he still That's lives awesome. down there too. Or I, yeah. I think he's got an office job with the with the White Sox too. But I think he still lives. Like, I will what, say this though: uh, Canton, area. Illinois, yeah. is like I don't know if he's from there. We'd always go to the Farm King there to get like hunting shit during hunting camp, and they always had like his name up on like the little light sign, and it seemed like everyone from his little local areas loved him. Oh yeah, so. That means a lot. Normally, you're just doing big things, but to be like have people love you is a rare thing. I feel like from where you come from, yeah. if you're doing, if you're successful, yeah. If you weren't an Indians yeah. fan, you hated them. <laughs> uh, I still hate everything about Ohio. I hate. I mean, Buckeyes. Uh, oh, dude, I'm a Bengals fan. Ohio. I hate my I hate my life. But yeah, it is what, what about it the is. hunting in Ohio? 
you know what? The hunting. I know we've already ended this podcast. No, so. we can do whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, um, we're back in it, <laughs> oh, and we're our, back. We got our <laughs> second wind. <laughs> the hunting has. That's the only out of state. The, the only state that's had my number since like 2012 this is the first day I ever went to out of state. Uh, two years ago, I went down there with a muzzleloader, and the only deer that we could not shoot came out in muzzle. I mean, bow range. The last day of muzzleload season, he would have been at the time my biggest buck. He was like 145, 150 inch, like three year old. I mean, just <laughs> a majestic three year old. And uh, Adam, the guy, was filming me didn't really know much about the deer and we're sitting there. This is the, like the last light. And Adam's like, Oh, what do you think? You know, we get out of here. And I'm like, yeah, probably. And Adam goes, Oh, shooter right here. And he's like 30 yards coming through. Ugh. And I, <laughs> I, it was like, you know, 10 years says the backstrap ballet. Like I like jump out of my seat, grab the gun within like three seconds. I'm on him, And I go, fuck. <laughs> and I, and he's like, what? And I go, it's uh, Sneaky Junior. I said, we can't kill him. He goes, are you kidding me? He's like, I'm rolling right now. We got good light. And I'm like, can't kill him. And I had to pass him up. No oh, shit. Man. Yeah, fuck Dude, Ohio. And, anywhere, else, <laughs> yeah. anywhere else, that deer dead or in a wedge. <laughs> I don't oh, care. Man. Why, you couldn't kill him because he had such high potential or what? Yeah, so the year before, so that's uh, Chris and Casey's lease down there. And, you know, I, they gracious enough to let us hunt down there too and um, the year before Chris was hunting his dad, he named a big sneaky. That's why this one sneaky junior, his dad was probably in the mid seventies as a four year old. And he was identical to his dad. I mean, I've never seen two deer look identically the same. And there's kind of no weird. Kidding. He's got like, yeah, he's got like crabs, his beams come out and then they come back towards his eyes a little bit. And they're both crabbed. Both deer had that. It was, I mean, it was his offspring. So we were like, one more That's year. That's rare, right? That's blow. rare to call that like that. I yeah, so. for sure. Um, you always think about figured, it. Well, yeah, we figured one more year this year would have blown up. So I'm like, I probably would have lost my job over that one. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good start. You lose your job over 145 deer. You better get that fucker full mounted <laughs> with, the, with the unemployment check. <laughs> yep. The last check ever. <laughs> Damn. Well, that's awesome, uh, man. The ex- I'm sure you could tell some really good detailed stories from each hunt, each experience. And again, I'm already thinking about stuff I want to ask you. Um, oh, just deer cam stories, I'm sure. Oh, uh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, dude. I've got one that after dropped, I won't even get into it. I know you guys probably, it's late. You guys want to get going probably. So, okay, yeah. Um, I mean, you're good, man. Whatever. But I do want to follow <laughs> up because I want to ask a whole episode of the questions on dropped. Just oh, I've I've only been on one drop, um, but it was it was a fun drop. But after that drop, we were I mean we were in there. What was it? Twenty six days or something like that. Whoa. And yeah, and when we got when we got back to civilization, and it wasn't even civilization; it was a cabin. We got to a cabin, <laughs> and uh, Chris, uh, we all indulged in a couple thrapples, some demoriers like you know, cigarettes and I, I don't smoke. I don't, you know, do any of that. And I just wanted to have a cigarette. I'm not shitting you. Oh God. Ripping the doomers. We were uh, <laughs> we got the big heater out for you. <laughs> That's we, hilarious. We freaking 
sit or we get off you know we, we we get into this cabin and we just sit down and it's been like 26 days of just like basically non-stop filming and you're tired you have not ate much at all um a, I'm, I don't have a lot of weight to lose. I lost like 14 pounds on that drop. Damn, and dude. I sit down and we had a case of beer. And that case of beer, I was fucked up after one and a half push lights. <laughs> and it was, it, we drank the whole thing. I mean, within probably, I don't know, an hour and a half, the four of us, we just sat there and just boozed. And that's all we wanted to do. And our first meal <laughs> after that, we went, uh, we went to Wendy's. I was going to say Taco uh, Bell. Wendy's, dude. You got a yeah. frosty fucked up some Wendy's and uh, <laughs> you know it was one of those things that your eyes are bigger than your appetite so I got like everything my burger had a piece of hair in it and you still ate it I, I gave zero fucks and, uh, <laughs> oh thank god I've been waiting for this <laughs> oh is there spitting and, uh, this food other human saliva more human contact thank god I'll yeah. adjust it all <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I got like three three large fries only ate like half of one and you know it's just one of those things you that's hilarious. it took a while to get back from that but dropped i mean it was um, that that experience was pretty crazy we we had a moose tag and we had a bear tag we had one moose tag and two bear tags and we could do all the fishing that we wanted to we went on a lake that nobody had been on since early 1970s nobody no had Holy yeah fuck we Holy, we got wow. flown in we got flown in for I think the I think the flight was it's like an hour and a half maybe by bush plane, and we were so far from anybody like it was crazy it was so cold it was the coldest drop every day it was just cold you couldn't get away from it. Um, yeah, how do you deal we, with that day after day? <laughs> it gets to the point where it's just like you kind of you just numb to it and yeah. you just gotta. Do just it. Get used it, to it, kind of. Yep. Yeah. You're just there. And, 26 days. And, uh, <laughs> that's a long time. The first, the first time. day would be the fucking worst. Like, oh, God dude. damn, I got 20 well, dude, more six I do a five days. day run hunt. I'm like, damn, I hunted hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the, uh, what is the first place you would go, though, if you, like, like if you knew you were going to do 26 days and you hopefully survived, like, where's the first restaurant you're going? Wendy's sounds like a great idea. Taco Bell for sure. Taco but, Bell. Uh, um, Oh, are you talking to me or? Well, yeah, in general, like if you if you had your choice to do it all over again, you know, because that just sounds amazing. Like I, I wonder how amazing that first cigarette is after that first <laughs> cigarette. I've never smoked a cigarette days. in my life, dude. You smoked that? I've never smoked a cigarette, but I want a cigarette. Dude, the first, thing, yeah. I, man, I'm. I'm I don't know why I wanted to fucking smoke. It was like I was a pregnant woman or something, and I just I wanted a doomer. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> what, uh, Doomer. what did your family think before? I, I, we kind of just started a second podcast, but that's okay. <laughs> we kind of did. So when we're doing a light teaser, how did they? I'm sure you were involved in the planning process and all this, but when you found out, like, yeah, we're going. What did you tell your family? Like your mom and dad, you're like, yeah, I'm going to Alaska. Peace <laughs> later. Twenty six days. Yeah, my dad is like my dad is my biggest fan. I know that it's he. My pod, I put my podcast out every Tuesday usually, and by noon on 
like Tuesday, he's calling me and like, dude, the guest you had was awesome. Like, I want to, and he wants to give me like the the minutes of the whole podcast and like a dissertation. <laughs> I'm like, dad, like it's you know, I'm trying to work here, but I love him to death. You know, and he's just. But Did your dad, dad hate me because like, I I think I'd like to drink a beer with your dad after hearing that seatbelt story. No, no, he he would not. He he'd oblige. I'd actually know. like to see the setup of that seatbelt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could probably try to like. He's probably still it. got it. Probably work. We could probably. Uh, Get a company going here. Shit, he probably, he's probably going to use it for your daughter. Probably. Still got the seatbelt. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But yeah, what do they you know, think when you're about to go to Alaska? So he was more like, just like, this is badass. Um, <laughs> and then my wife, my daughter was a year and a half or just over a year. I think it was right after her first birthday. I think it was. Um, and it was we knew we knew we were going to be going in the whole month of September back we were planning it you know April May this time so we knew i mean it was it was a build up to it um right you know going to alaska is just not like uh on a whim let's go i mean for if you want to do like a, just a moose hunt with a guide you can but um you know we had flights already booked for like bush pilots like a year in advance like if we want to go to Alaska right now to do a draft or something, we can't for like probably a, a year and a half, two years, just because the bush pilots are so booked. No kidding. Um, yeah, Crazy. yeah, they're booked out pretty far in advance. But she was like, my life is more like, you know, awesome, like very happy for me, but also like I know what's coming, and a lot of tears were shed when we were getting ready to leave. And she's a nurse, so when I'm gone she basically just, you know, packs up and goes to her mom's cause her mom helps out a lot. Um, and she just, you know, with the, with the, the girl and everything. And, um, but she was, she was, re- she's really supportive on it all. Um, and she's been with me, you know, since 2009. So she's been Damn. through all the, yeah, she's an OG. She's seen it all. Yep. Yeah. So, but, uh, there is a little factor of like, even for me, it was just like, you kind of not scared, but you're like, you know, literally one wrong step and you, you could be fucked. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you really have to, when you're out there, you have to take a step back and just be like, you can't just bull in a China shop through everything. You have to like really calculate. Everything. Every move matters at that point. It does. It really does, man. That's Every interesting to think about because there's some risky shit I do in the woods. that I'm like, oh, oh, if I had to be <laughs> dude, 26 days for sure. Yeah, if I was stuck out here a month, I probably wouldn't want to make this yes. like jump over this log and balance here because <laughs> I could snap my leg in that V or something like that. You know, that's yep. crazy to think about, man. Yeah. I've never experienced that feeling. Fucking roll your ankle getting out of the plane. <laughs> oh. Dude, the the was... plane just like, you're fucked. It takes off. <laughs> Sorry. It sucks to suck. <laughs> it was halfway through the trip, Noob. I think. And we had two boats with us. Um, we weren't floating. We were on a big lake. So we had boats, and uh, we had a boat. Lee and I did. Him and I were the producers, and Casey and Chris had a boat. And we were we were going behind Chris and Casey, and I was getting a shot. I was in the front of the boat filming, and Lee is driving. And it is cold as fuck. Like when I mean cold, it's it's twelve, fifteen to twenty degrees every day. Like that's that's what it's getting. Nah, up you're to. not getting a break, you know? <clears throat> no. So if you fall in the in the water. Literally, I don't even I don't even know how long it would take. I mean, Ooh. before hypothermia and stuff. So, we're I got the shoulder rig and I'm I'm filming with a FS7, just a, a big body camera, and uh, Lee's going at a pretty good clip. 
in their wake from their boat in front of us, Lee was going to be like, he was going to try to cut that wake, like kind of go into their, you know, into their path. So it's not choppy. Yeah. When he did, I'm looking in the viewfinder and we fucking hit that thing. And I jumped, I literally went basically out of the boat. I, the, I had a, uh, there's a handle on the camera and I had the handle and it's like turning my hand like inward kind of like, um, if you had like a power, like a cordless drill or something, you know, and it catches and it just like takes your oh, yeah. fucking oh, yeah. hand around. It was like there. that. <laughs> oh, today. <laughs> I did it today. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I, I fell basically, I was going out of the boat and my left arm went into the water and I hit my, like my hip flexor on the side of the boat. Oof. And all I remember, cause Chris was, Casey was driving the boat up front and Chris was looking back. I think that's how it was. Yeah, and then I remember, like, in the air, for some reason, I remember seeing Chris's face just go, oh, fuck. Like, he, he's like, you were gone. You were 100% gone. I fell. The camera did not fall in the water. Luckily, I didn't fall in the water. We stopped, and I looked at Lee. I wasn't pissed at him or nothing. We had done that all the last two weeks, and just one of these, you know, this was just a freak thing, and I'm like, that made me, like – holy fuck, you got to slow down a little bit. Like, you just really got to think yeah. about it. Ooh, man. Yeah, really Damn. think about what you're doing because that would have been, I mean, it would have took, if we could get a plane in there, it would have took an hour and a half to get me, you know, if we had to go somewhere yeah. and an hour and a half back somewhere else. Well, not to mention, like, the, the cost of recording equipment. Oh, and, yeah. And like, yep. I'm, the, the rig I was running was probably, I mean, 15 to 20 grand oh, just no in my shoulder. Shit. Yeah. Fuck. Hey, how do you... When it's that cold and you guys are there that long, how do you keep your batteries charged? Is it all solar power? I've always been curious about that. Ton of solar power. And we take a lot, like the batteries that we use are usually bigger batteries. And, you know, obviously charging before you get in there and just be really conscious of filming sparingly. You know, mm. just. And, so you got to yeah. be better because you got to know, like, when to film and not when to film. Like, you're not just filming everything to chop later. Right. Yep. Yeah. You're you're really like what we like to call it is is shoot to edit. Um, you're shooting basically to the what the editor, and it's that's what's good to be an editor while you're shooting, so you can see those things, and yeah. it really helps you as a shooter or mm -hmm. an editor, vice versa. You know what to look so, for. Man, that's interesting. That's a whole other yeah. can of worms I never think about. But how no. is the fishing? Fishing was unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> unbelievable. Fishing, like there was two days, I think that we were like, okay, well, he almost went noodling. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There was two days we we're like, okay, we're not gonna do a fucking thing. We're just gonna go fish and like have vacation day. And we we took a Bluetooth speaker in with us and we Bluetooth some. I mean, nobody's around us and we listen to music and just fucking fish. That's and awesome. We ate a lot of fish. Yeah. Well, probably primarily so, fish, right? That's all it was, really, yeah. Do you guys need yeah. see anything fucking creepy or weird out there? Like, Ooh, I um, like those questions. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good creepy or weird, let me think. Bigfoot? Um, or, like, weird markings, like ritualistic Dude, I'm not going to lie. I want to do whole podcasts on, like, Bigfoot or, like, weird experiences in the woods. but Finding rock <laughs> circles and shit where <laughs> no one's been for years. I, I just feel like I'm the only Fuck. cat interested. That's All right, question to the listeners if you want to hear us do a podcast about that. I just Give feel like, hell, like yeah. what a bunch of <laughs> morons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that is – I mean, you're out in the bush for that long. I've never had a weird, weird experience. Dude, your mind's got to start playing tricks on you, too. You're out that isolated that far, dude. you got to start going a little insane. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have fucked up dreams morning. out there? They're hearing some voices. 
he wasn't oh. out there for five years. <laughs> Dude, 26, 26 days is a yeah. while. It is that, a long I time. I bet you that seemed like a year, I bet. Honestly, I didn't sleep the greatest. You know, it just, you don't really, like, fall asleep. Like, I mean, you fall asleep God, good terrible. because... You're fucking you, cold. You fall asleep good because you're doing shit all day. So you're yeah, just, true. you're gassed. You you're know? tired. Yeah. But Mentally, you're yeah. not. You have a, you're yep. sleeping in survival mode because there's bears yeah. and shit. Yep. And and you get, like, unique ways. Like, I would take... I took a pair of, like, base layers just to sleep in. And then I took... I had an extra pair of base layers that I would, you know, you go hunting in, basically. But um, the, there wasn't anything weird on that trip other than... Casey and I did get hunted by a bear. We fit, we thought, um, and it, it was a bear. It never, we never saw it. It definitely could see us though. We do know that we, uh, man, you need to had... stay away from bears. <laughs> no <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything we've learned here on this podcast? Is yeah. You should stay, stay away, away from, from bears. bears. <laughs> about you. The bro, I like want to go on a bear hunt. <laughs> I, I would not recommend hunt. it. I go kill one. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Maybe that's what you need to do. Yeah. The hunters become the hunted all the time. <laughs> for sure that's all it is but we had this high point casey and i would go glass at every day and uh we'd, we'd crawl up there and we built a fire one day because it was so cold and uh we we stayed there like all day and casey had a bow he was hunting with a bow he had a gun but we didn't have it with us um and we left that day came back and there was fresh shit right where our fire was oh. fresh bear shit from that night so we're like okay so casey's like just you know, watch, watch your back a little bit, you know, we'll stay here for a little bit. And I mean, it was probably an hour later there, we were in this kind of clear cut on the high point, And then about 20 yards from us, it was, we were surrounded by bush and, um, and we heard twig snap and basically just, you know, rummaging in the, in the trees and it got closer and closer. And he, when, when I see Casey start, cause Casey and Chris are like some of the best survivalists, like legitimately they are. But when you start seeing them get, get a little squirrely, <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck. You know? So I remember looking at him being, he didn't say anything or nothing. All he had to do was just act different than I've never seen him before. And then that was like, oh, fuck. Here we go. Here and we this, go. This, it was so thick. This bear came out. We never saw it, like I said. But, it, I mean, he was within 20 yards of us. And he tried getting down one of us. You could hear him walking, but we could never see him because it was so thick. Oh. And, um. Uh, that's sketchy. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. And he ended up working his way off and we were like, okay, let's let's get down. Let's let's get out of here. So oh, man, okay, that qualifies for that uh first Eve's question. That is spooky. <laughs> yeah. That's real life spooky. Damn, dude. That's that's real life danger. Fuck. Man. But anything other spooky? On any other hunts? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, any other hunts. Um yeah, You've been see. around the world, man. Is there any Bigfoot? Come on, let yeah. us know. The people need I've never to hear. Seen a Bigfoot. Never seen Ghost? a Bigfoot. Uh no ghost. Fine. Um, Wait, he said he's never seen a big foot. He, he means singular. He's probably seen a family of them. <laughs> he's holding he's on beat the fuck out of him or something. Pack, <laughs> there's a pack up on the Yukon Northwest Territory's border that just hang out there. A pack. Oh, yeah, everybody uh, knows that. It's a gaggle, really. Um, it's a, a gaggle. gaggle. Of it's a murder of Bigfoot. <laughs> a a crew of Bigfoot. Bigfoot. A gang. <laughs> a gang. A clique. Yeah. Squad. They out there. The boys. The um, foots. Yeah, that's a dumb question, but you never know. Sometimes you get an interesting story for for throwing that out there. We've, we've... I do have a weird one though. In Illinois, Ooh. happened in Illinois. Okay, I forgot about this. This was a, a meth head. No, just like as, an alien. <laughs> this is already suspect. Pretty elusive yep. too. So that that 
that nine point, that big deer, that 183 that we were hunting, one day we were hunting them, like I said, for like 18 days on day 16 or 17. We were like, let's just sit in the truck from a distance and just glass one night and just see if we can see them come out in the field and then we'll make a move. We're sitting there in the truck, truck's running, colder shit out. And uh, I'm not going to lie, we're just, you know, hanging out, just talking, just waiting for those deer to walk out in this field, see if we can make a move. I'm sitting in the passenger seat. We're in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you know, you guys are, live in Illinois. The roads there are fucking two tracks, and it's like throw a dirt at the wall, let's put a road there. Like that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah. You know, and we're sitting there. We have, we don't see people. You don't see cars over here on this pre- piece of property. I'm kind of reclining in the chair and a fucking knock at my window. And oh, I, Jesus. Oh, that shit. was scared the fuck out of you. Here is this human. He is like five <laughs> is foot that, five. Is that what you want to call it? <laughs> he's like five foot five, not a tooth in his head. And he's he's got these raggedy clothes on and um, he's got gray hair. And uh, I didn't want to roll the window down. And he's like kind of signaling me to roll the window down. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to roll the window down. There, he, So I kind of like, <laughs> I roll it down and I'm like, okay, what's this guy going to do, I guess, unless he pulls a gun. And uh, he goes, you guys got a smoke? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, I said, where did you come from? And he goes, oh, I, I live right there. Like, there's a patch of woods behind where the truck was, and there's literally a shed. It's oh, a shed. Yeah, that's Earl, dude. Earl's uh, an award-winning meth cook, dude. Yeah, fuck. You should have said it was Earl. Fuck. Hello, <laughs> fucking guy. Is, is that where Heisenberg's late, living? Or no, they, they actually made that uh, show after this guy because, uh, you know, he's got no meth. Dude, you're, you're trying to shoot deer that have uh, more points than he has teeth in his head. <laughs> oh, I, I, got, I was freaking out. Was there a mailbox anywhere? You got a smoke? You get a smoke? It, well, yeah, he's like, you got smoke or maybe some beer? And I look at Casey, <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, what's going on? Still trying to figure out what's going on. And he's like, uh, you got a smoke or beer? And we're like, no, we don't have either. And I uh, felt kind of bad for the guy. The guy sat there for over an hour just bullshitting with us. No he's kidding. A, yeah, he's a big ginseng guy, so he goes on other pieces of people's property and steals Ooh. ginseng. <laughs> and um, he's just telling us all this. And so the next day, Casey and I went back and – um, God, what was the town? And I know you guys are going to know the town because you guys have had the guy on your podcast that hunts around there. And I won't. <laughs> um, I won't call it out was, at the end of the show when we get done. Yeah, yeah. So we stop at this little gas station or whatnot, and um, we grab a, a thirty pack of bushlight and get him some smokes and put them right by the mailbox and just. Uh, you know, just so he didn't scare the fuck out of us again. So, but, uh, yeah, that was weird. That was a weird one. I know it's probably hard to put yourself where I was at, but it was that weird. is. That is that sounds like Illinois, yeah, yeah, for sure. Dude, That's he's, us. He's like he's like Krampus of the woods. You just got to leave him smokes and beer. So it's yeah. like the fuck stay out of your business. Yeah, stay away from you. <laughs> yep, it's pretty easy to please. I got well, you guys, guys got to see something weird though. I, I don't have now that I can think of I don't have a weird story. Oh, I saw something weird when we went out bow fishing the other night. Yeah, uh, but I, that's you, Steve. You no, know this is I mean? no, no, Steve, weird. Steve sees something weird there was, every night. There was fucking someone else, dude, dude. We saw this. I, I swear to God, dude. It was if this was a bl- it was a black cat. It had to be, but it was fucking giant. It was like the size. It was 
big. Like it was a monster. I'm like, not. I'm not taking credit for the judgment of animals on dude, your part. Dude, all right, but ask. All right, <laughs> well, we got to have Brandon on, and we'll talk about it because we both saw it. Rick. What the fuck was? I that? would like, believe dude, Brandon if he came yeah, in here. This thing was a lot bigger, and like, dude, it had to be a black cat. I'm like, it's dark out, dude. We were so you're saying you saw a panther? I mean, I'm not saying I saw a panther. I mean, more like a jaguar, but you know. <laughs> dude, this, this fucker was big and it was black and it fucking took off. I'm like, dude, hopefully dude, it was you've just been like watching too much fucking Tiger King. That's the problem. <laughs> dude, that is your problem. I don't know. Hey, was the uh, was the guy actually one of uh, Joe Exotic's husbands that you ran into? I could have been fucking Carol Baskins or something. Yeah, yeah he's, he's starting fucking to fit the description. Okay, listen, Aaron just gave me a really incredible detailed whitetail podcast. We bring him on our show and we're talking about, about Tiger King. Tiger King. <laughs> Ask him about his meth head experiences. It is what hey. it is. <laughs> Hey, you knew what you were getting into, so it, I, I think this is the time to close her out on meth heads. That's a perfect <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. So, yeah, I appreciate I, you, I man. Thank you so much for doing this on short Thank notice, and thanks yeah. for having me on your show, man. I do appreciate that, and uh, I'm looking forward to more episodes, brother. Yeah, me too as well. Thank you guys very much, and hopefully I didn't just ramble too much and just talk about random shit. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it, was it, was good, it was a good time, man. Hey, That's you know what time. happens if people don't enjoy it? Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you, Tom. Exactly. Tom. I call him Tom. Don't, no. don't be a Tom of the world. Don't be a Tom. Yeah. Hit, that, hit the thumbs up button. Just be a good person. Yeah. We do it for you. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night floats a duck camp alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.